Well, here we are on the last day of 2020. So, of course, we're going to spend some time today chatting with Global News reporter over in Victoria, Richard Zussman. Good morning, Richard. Good morning, Simi. How well, you doing? I'm all right. We made it to the end of 2020. We made it. And guess what? 2021, at least for the first part, is going to be eerily similar to 2020, oh. <laughs> I know. I don't want to be a, you know, a, uh, get people down on all of this, but you know, it's the reality is what has ended the year, what we've ended the year with will be what we start the year with. But hopefully by the end of the year, we will start getting back to some semblance of normal. But Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to you too. Okay, let's talk about this this big New Year's Eve liquor cutoff situation. Uh, to me, it sounds like the biggest issue here is the timing of this. Like, why didn't they do a better job of setting this up days ahead? My understanding is what has happened over the last few years, a few years, the few days, it feels like years. Yeah. Uh, the last few days is that uh, Dr. Body Henry and, and her team have started to hear about events being planned at restaurants and bars uh, and at homes that are uh, was highly concerning to them. And by putting in uh, this time restriction in terms of cutting off the sale of alcohol at 8 p.m., they hope that it will force uh, to either changing those, uh, canceling those events. E- events are not allowed to be happening. And whatever you call your event, i.e. if you call them reservations or if you allow people to come at certain seatings, these are all, in essence, events. And there are ways that restaurants and bars uh, can do it properly, but in some cases that was not being followed. So that's the timing issue. Is it fair to restaurants and bars? No, it's not. Like this has been a completely and totally unfair year for restaurants and bars and for so many others. And it's going to be a huge challenge. You know, we're hearing already from restaurants that uh, had uh, people booked in after 8 p.m. and have called them to tell them about the change and they've promptly canceled. And the restaurants have all hired up their staff for tonight. They've all ordered their food. Uh, they have all the liquor available to them. Uh, and all of that now is they need to figure out alternative plans. Uh, so that's, that's crummy and it's going to be a hit to those bars and restaurants. But the reality is things are changing quickly and this is an attempt to cut down on people drinking too much, getting close together, which we know happens. And that is why the province moved uh, at the last minute. You know, we, we got notification that this order was coming at 1.30 through a, a press release saying a press conference was coming at 3 o'clock. Yeah. So this was a last a last minute decision um, and, and, and came as a surprise for a lot of people. Well, that's the thing too. Like, you know, they talked about Christmas for for weeks leading up to Christmas and it, we didn't yeah. really hear about New Year's Eve. And now all of a sudden they're talking about New Year's Eve, but how could we not have seen this coming? It's the types of gatherings. I, I think, again, Dr. Henry has said this before, that, you know, she sort of anticipated that people understood the... Um, orders and the intentions of the orders more importantly yeah and that we are not supposed to be gathering with people outside of our household today like those that's against the rules so if you have someone in your household you would like to celebrate new year's with i think dr henry thought that you would take take out and go home and not go to a restaurant and not try to celebrate new year's like we have in the past this is not a typical New Year's. And like we said for Christmas, like we said for Halloween, it's just a day on the calendar. 
and we will get past this. And yes, people have the right to want to celebrate the end of this terrible year, and, but there will be other times to celebrate the end of this pandemic, and this is not the way to do it. And so I think that's why we didn't get you know, a set out clarity yeah. that we did for Christmas. You know, I remember getting some in, you and I talked about most of them, hundreds of questions about different scenarios yeah. around Christmas. I got, I think in my emails, maybe one or two questions about New Year's. You know, people were hyper-focused on Christmas. This yeah. is a time when people gather as a family together in in situations where people believe it is safe. New Year's, most people gather with friends and we know that that is not safe. I'm just, and I'm just not sure people were listening to the restaurant rules anyway. And that was the thing. I, like I, I, I ate out on Christmas Day lunch at a restaurant with the, only the people in my household. But, you know, looking around the restaurant, I thought there's no way all these people live together in the same household. Like you, you could just tell, right? You thought there's no way that's what's going on here. The, the restaurant part has been one of the most poorly handled policy pieces from government. It has been confusing for people. It has been confusing for restaurants and bars. It continues to be confusing. You know, the idea that people, people say they don't know the rules. I get so many emails about this. The provincial orders say that you can go to a restaurant with up to six people. It does never says in those provincial orders you can't go with people outside of your household. But right. but they want you to every, they want you to do that. Every briefing, Dr. Yeah. Henry says it. it. There's another order that bans social gatherings for people outside your household. In essence, when you are at a restaurant eating with someone outside of your household, that is a social gathering. If you play a round of golf, which is okay, you can't then go into the a restaurant at the golf course and eat with your golf buddies. That is against the rules. Unless, again, this very small yeah. portion of the population that's single and are bubbling with friends. You know, it's just, I know. I've tried to make it clear. In my mind, it's incredibly clear, but people aren't paying as close attention to this as you and I are, Simi. I know. And people want to try to get some semblance of normal. And you're right, the restaurant thing and that confusion uh, has really been tough on the restaurants to understand. Yeah. Yes, they have tried to push the rules to maximize their own, and we have advocates for that industry whose job it is to ensure that their um, clients are making money, their members are making money. But like the reality is, all these people who are canceling New Year's now because they can't get alcohol after eight o'clock, my guess would be a majority of them do not live in the same household. Yeah, that's what my guess was on that too. So anyway, we're going to so, talk so to Adrian Dix about gonna that. Work. Yeah. The policy is going to work. We'll <laughs> it's see. Gonna, it's going well. to do exactly as they intended it to do. Will it push people underground to house parties? That's what I was Maybe. thinking. Yeah. But my best guess is the people that were going to gather at house parties against the law were going to do so anyways. And that this change is not going to lead people to breaking the law. That's true. So we're going to talk to Adrian Dix about that coming up in about an hour's time. I also want to talk, Richard, about this whole federal government thing, beefing up the quarantine at the border. Yeah, so a uh, few different things here. The, the first is there's this policy that's coming into place now that everyone coming back to Canada from outside the country uh, will be required to get a negative COVID test three days before flying. But there are tons of questions about how this is even going to work. Yeah. Like who's going to um, 
check to make sure that they have the negative test? Is it going to be the airlines? Is it going to be staff at the airport? Will airport staff, you know, in places where Canadians are flying home, even know that this is going on? Why not make the test required when someone lands in Canada? And if they uh, have a negative or a positive COVID test, they are then required to quarantine. The important thing to note as well is even with this negative test, people will be required to isolate for 14 days upon arriving back in the country. Uh, there's an also going to be an increase in uniformed police officers at airports uh, where international flights are coming in to look for symptoms. But one of the things that BC has already pointed to, Simi, is Ottawa is not doing a good enough job at enforcing that 14-day quarantine. Clearly, we've heard yeah. this from Dr. Bonnie Henry. We've heard this from Adrian Dix, uh, that there there is concern that people are not uh, purely quarantining for 14 days and that there needs to be more support from Ottawa to ensure that that happens. Okay, so more on that. And I, Before we leave you today, Richard, though, we got to get into your final eight on the stories of the year. Where are we at? Yeah, so... You know, it has been a year and it's very, it's a weird year to talk about the biggest stories because, you know, COVID-19 has dominated everything. Uh, but we're doing a poll on my Twitter feed and there'll be a global uh, news website or story up on the website today. Uh, so the last eight, and it looks like the arrival of the virus is going to go into the semifinals. It, it's of hard to it <laughs> think about anything else about the pandemic other than the arrival of it, which led to everything else. Yeah. Uh, you know, but the, to me, the virus arrives is about those first moments, right? I remember the first case from China, the first case from Iran, and then moving into March when the province announced, you know, this is what we're going to do to increase testing capacity and hospitalization capacity. And we're just bracing for this. And this was all before the province, even like at that point when they announced that we'd only had two cases of community spread in the province. And we still didn't really know how easily this virus spread amongst the community. Yeah. Uh, and then Dr. Bonnie Henry cried, and that's a pivotal moment for so many people, this sort of devastation that she felt reporting uh, the first death and just this weight of the world upon her that ultimately got passed on to all of us in terms yeah. of the pressure of dealing with this pandemic. And I know that so many of us have had tears through all of this because of the pressure of this pandemic oh, no and kidding. then to calling the state of emergency. So that's going to move into the semifinal. Dr. Henry and her communication strategy looks like it's moving into the semifinal. It's in a tough battle against the quarantine act, which I just mentioned. Right. And that's just about BC has been universally praised to me, as you know, for how we've responded to all of this. And that's one of those things that has been pivotal in this pandemic. And yes, we just talked about some real flaws in communication over the last few months. That's part of it, too. Yeah. It is hard to communicate to people during a pandemic. People make mistakes. People do it well. That's going to be in the uh, semifinals. And then the last two, politically, Horgan winning a majority versus Horgan calling a snap election. <laughs> and call again, like, yeah. like starting the virus. Horgan snap election looks to be winning. Again, you can't have a victory if you don't have an election. And I think people are focused in there on the idea that Horgan made this conscious decision to call it a pandemic. And the Wet'suwet'en versus the overdose crisis, the overdose crisis, again, I think people forget this. We had the highest total. I think we had a bunch of months this year, which were the highest ever for overdoses, yeah. compounded by the pandemic because of the access uh, to drugs, as well as people using at home. Uh, and then also a real, we've right. seen a, an increase in a call uh, for a safe supply. All so right. well, there are so many big stories, Simi, as you know, and those are the ones that are winning.